Brother? Yep. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Uh, I was saying uh, it, it finally broke uh, 40 degrees here, or it got close to it, I think, today. Hey, that's nice. Heat wave there. I know. The snow is melting, and it's basically supposed to be the lowest it's going to get tonight is like 32. Um, You've been dealing so with a really negative. What? You've been dealing with negative for so long. Yeah, I saw the average temperature for the month of February so far has been, I think, just under negative, just around negative one. Oh, yuck. I would um, say mine's probably 44 for yeah. <laughs> which, which really, though, I, like, I was talking with my coworkers about this, and it's like the first couple of days in February were like mid-30s. We just had, you know, 10 days straight of negative 35. Um, but, I'm sorry I've been into the deal with that. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like you you really do get acclimated to it. I mean, it's it, like negative. No matter how you look at it, negative forty is never fun. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm telling Adam, you deal with it when it's when it's like negative ten, negative fifteen. That's doable. Um, it's just it like. It's- you know, you just the to damn wind. You gotta wear, yeah. Negative fifteen is kind of like kind of hot, actually. Um, <laughs> so the one thing I wanted to jump right into, mm. I got a a couple a couple topics here that I need your opinions on, and something I I think we ought to start doing is uh, hot or not every every day, Ooh. hot or not, right? I'm gonna name you three things, three teams, three coaches, or three players. And you're telling me if you're, you're hot, you're hot on them, or you're not on them at all. Got it. Um, but starting off, I want to know. We'll, we'll get to that down the road. But you had told me. If, I didn't really read your text. If you want to fill me in here on on what was going on with the Eagles, but my question to you is: Are the Eagles full of shit? Oh, 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 oh. yes, yes, I am. I guess. Like what, what the fuck? <laughs> this is a tough on? one. I am hot on the Eagles, but because of how bad i think their front office is going so what has going on with all the carson wentz trade we all heard that the colts offered the second round first but the eagles wanted a first round and they're hearing like all these different teams offering these trades you know what an offers are like interested in carson wentz after the trade has come out now that no other team asked for carson wentz besides the colts the colts initially had offered a second offer uh, a second round pick for Wentz and like whatever else and they never altered that um, initial offer for Carson Wentz and on top of that they gave the Eagles a deadline saying if you don't accept this trade by then we're just going to take it off and we'll find someone else so the Eagles really I wow I just couldn't believe that when I heard that from the Colts saying they also gave them a deadline saying you have to accept it by this time I think it's just I don't know. I think it's kind of crazy that no other team was asking for him too. What what was going on with Pittman though? Oh, 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 and this is the other news. So, and that was the Eagles. Now, I guess this is Colts news. Um, so, supposedly, I don't know why people or teammates release texts. Like, I, I think that's just low. Shady. But anyways, yeah. So, Carson Wentz apparently had texted Pittman asking him how he felt about the number, uh, number 11. And all Pittman said back was he wanted to keep it. And Carson Wentz replied, okay, that's cool. I was thinking about switching anyways. 
So then, of course, people online were making fun of them. It's like when you ask somebody, oh, are they going to eat that last slice of pizza? And they say, yeah. And you're like, oh, I was full. Anyways. Right. I was just asking for fun. But, you know, it's like I understand. I could see it both ways. I could see like that's just the number he has, too. And he, he doesn't care. Like he might, it doesn't hurt to ask. I guess the old adage goes. Well, and, and, and like you had said with the Tom Brady, Chris Godwin thing, it's like if Godwin said no, Brady – would have been okay with it, but at the same time, the difference is it's Tom Brady, and he 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 did promise Godwin a Super Bowl ring too if they switched numbers. <laughs> and, well, and, and look what he delivered. I mean, Carson Wentz doesn't really have a leg to stand on because one of his legs has literally been destroyed. But like, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm sure after the stuff kind of leaked out again who leaked it who knows what but like probably Pittman's fault or maybe even once leaked it. I don't know but like um you never know how people get their hands on this shit but it's like I'm sure they're fine like I'm sure I'm <laughs> sure Pittman's happy to have Wentz there because he's we know that he can play I mean I'm not saying that it's a guarantee he's going to be good um but like if I'm Wentz I'm leaving everything about Philadelphia behind I'm going to pick my new number and I'm going to I'm going to be yep. like the Colts next grade. Like that's what I, I don't care about the number. I don't, I don't, you know, Hey, let's lock this in. I, it's not because I know what number, like it's kind of like hinted at, but what number do you think he's going to pick? Let's lock it in right now. Well, he's not taking number 17, obviously, just cause that was rivers number. Um, he's not taking number 18 because he can't. Uh, he's also not going to take number twelve either because that was Andrew Luck's number. Actually, I don't, I don't know that they retired that number, but I don't think any. Oh, that's true. I just like, I know Andrew Luck went out to some Colts fans on a bad note, but like Andrew Luck made that team from they went what two and fourteen to instantly being a threat, and he gave them a lot of great years. And he was just, he was just hurt. And I think like even a lot like a larger perspective. I don't think Andrew Luck was in a good mental state of mind. I think he needed to step away from football to be healthier physically and mentally. And I think that's like something to respect is like walking away from the game that you love. And that brings you a lot of money because you want to get better as a human, Mm -hmm. but he's not going to be 12. I would, I, I think their punter is number eight or number three, actually. I kind of thought once would be number eight. So this is interesting to me, though. The, going back to the number, like, it's just a number at the end of the day. I I will say I would do Woodley more. I think it would be better for a receiver, I guess, like him. He's not a superstar to offer his number to Carson Wentz, only because he wasn't number 11 in college. I just looked up. I think that's kind of crazy. I guess if this – I don't know how long he's been in the league now. I think he's pretty young. Who? Like maybe Pittman – this is his only first or he's second rookie. year. Yeah, rookie. Oh, yeah. This is like – I mean – But he's good. I mean, he's he's he's, he's, he's good. good. But that's why I'm just like – I don't know. I'm just whatever on the whole issue. But um, the, the guess on Carson Wentz is he's going to take number six. Oh. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so put it this way, though. If you're Michael Pittman, it's not just – you know, stitch a new 
new name on a jersey and, and then I rock with that. Like he's probably he's probably he has relatives with his signed jerseys. He's probably has his own jersey frame. It's like and real real quick though, if he does pick number six, that's what Pittman did in college. Used in college. Oh really? <laughs> so he's just gonna spite him. I don't know. I think it'd be funny as fuck if he picks number two. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> it's not. I mean, that's what Hertz uses, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, when Dwight Schrute in the office uh, shows up in a Cornell jersey or a sweater, yes. and he's like, "Yeah, I went to Cornell where I was an Ivy League student." And it's like I, I imagine Carson Wentz just starts repping like Bama and Oklahoma gear. <laughs> oh. Oh, I had some other news today. Actually, there's a lot of news, uh, shitty news. But um, so, do you remember hearing from the Seahawks how they drafted a rookie receiver and they, during COVID, of course, he's like trying to snuck girls yep, into the hotel cut. and they like release them. Guess what? Breaking news this morning out in Raiders: some receiver arrested this morning for being involved in street racing. Oh, same oh, dude, and, the and same that's, and that's dude. just bad. You're gone, right? That's bad decision making. I mean, it, like, I know Josh Gordon has had, like, 400 chances, but the difference is Josh Gordon, his early in his career, balled out. And so mm-hmm. he at least, like, it's hard to, it's still hard to fathom that teams keep giving him a chance, but, like, he did put up ridiculous numbers in his first, like, two years. And so you can easily say with a bad quarterback, Josh Gordon was going crazy. And to just be a rookie – like I, I watched this documentary, not really a documentary, but it was a, a Jets linebacker. He was picked in like the fifth round. I could be wrong on, on some of this information, but essentially he was a late pick. And, he, you know, he saw his, what his contract was going to be like, oh, you know, so he started buying some things. And somebody, you know, along the, you know, whether it was an agent or a advisor or a family member, somebody was like, hey, you could still get cut. And he was he was actually like a high enough pick where it wasn't realistic that he would get cut. And he got cut week three of the preseason and he was like yeah i just spent like 200 grand that i don't have oh. and it's like oh. in the nfl 200 grand is is one qu- you know aaron Rodgers makes 200 grand in one game i mean he makes way more than that but like when you're a rookie with no money saved up you know and it's like um but anyway, i could see the street racing i mean there's way like there's not at all safe street racing and Maybe is that am I validating street racing? Like he could have done it a different way compared to like I, I guess what you're saying Josh Gordon. I, I'm I could I could forgive this more. I would. Say. I have to assume that the street racing was not a safe environment. This is probably some Fast and Furious shit. Hmm, um, yeah, I'm just guessing he spent his money on a fancy car. Yeah, but COVID time, so not many people out and about. Right. Still. Um, okay. <laughs> another thing I was going to ask you. Not we're not we're not yet to the hot or not segment. Okay. Ooh. So don't be fucking getting ahead of yourself, everybody. I'm getting real hot. <laughs> Herbert or Burrow? Who's your franchise guy? And there, I, I, you, I would have to go Herbert. I was more, uh, I wouldn't say, I was more impressed because I didn't expect as much from Herbert, but it's just anyone coming off an injury, you have too many questions. I know Herbert's healthy and good. And I'm just there's a lot of ligaments in that knee. I, I don't love it. Well, and I think Burrow had he played a full season, I would make the argument like he pl- he did more with less. 
you know, you could argue that Zach Taylor is not a very good yeah. coach. I don't know yet. It's it's early in his career, and that team is, you know, he he got a position that's really tough where you're you have a bad team, and you've got to take a quarterback number one overall. And if that doesn't work out, there's your job. But like mm-hmm. Herbert, while Anthony Lynn was garbage, I think you look at he had Hunter Henry and Eckler for a part of the season, and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and that. Uh, Guyton kid, uh, he's he's pretty good. And then your defense isn't horrible. It's like poor Derwin James. I hope I get the yeah, again. maybe. Holy cow, he's been out for a long time. But like, I think Herbert just had a lot more. But also Herbert just he just had a amazing arm. Like not that Burrow didn't either, but mm-hmm. like Herbert just killed it. This, yeah, I have to look up like how big he is. But I think Herbert's like he's a pretty tall. Yeah, dude. he's like six five, two thirty five. I'm trying to think. I saw Herbert. I mean, Burrow would run a few times. And did Herbert? Is he a runner? Can he run? Well, I think Burrow and Herbert are both in the same class. Where they're this new, there's, okay. a, there's this new like hybrid type quarterback. Where it's like, like Mitch Trubisky is that same like skill set. He's just not as good with the the throwing aspect. But like Trubisky can run it, and he's a really good runner. And the thing about Trubisky is Trubisky doesn't take many hits. He's he, I mean, mm-hmm. he has obviously taken hits as any quarterback does, but like Trubisky was is really smart with the ball in terms of of when he runs it. And honestly, Trubisky, he's just a little bit like Chicago really stunted his development. And I'm not a Trubisky fan by any means, but I do think that like I think what Herbert was this year is kind of what Chicago thought Trubisky would be this mm. sneakily athletic quarterback who can extend plays and gives you that option of like Mahomes is not a running quarterback by any means, but like Mahomes will run it for like 25 yards against you on third and 18, you know? And I just think like, I think I need to see Burrow come back from injury before I would make that call. But I think if I had to right now, I would go with Herbert, not just because he won the rookie of the year, but like he, he just looked good. Like he looked comfortable. He comes in way sooner than he expected. I mean, I think it was a reasonable expectation that he wasn't going to be a starter for six weeks. You know, Tyrod knew that his job was going to be taken eventually, but I think it was pretty clear that Tyrod was their guy, at least for the first half of the season, depending Mm -hmm. on how things go. But Herbert didn't miss a beat. I mean, he had some bad throws here and there, but like, he killed it. I mean, he, 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 all right. so we're all in on Herbert. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Was what? he, he was the third quarterback. Yeah. It was Burrow, Burrow right. to a Herbert. Um, mm-hmm. moving on though. Who are you, who are your okay. top three teams in the NFC? The NFC? Yeah. Um, well, you got it. Obviously Packers yep. number one. Uh, give me a sec. Just, I got to think going into this. Well, you got to give the Bucks again. They're that defense yeah. is too good. They have way too many offense, and I feel they're going to have a kind of a Chiefs effect, and people are just going to keep on a flock to that team, and they're going to, anyways, more power. So that's one and two. Third place. Ooh, I'm going to need a quick second on this. Well, one. so you you don't have New Orleans. I mean, I think New Orleans can still make the playoffs. I I, I took them out of my top though well, because of the correct and and as as bad as Breeze was getting. It's still Drew Brees. I mean, like he's a Hall of Famer. No matter how you look at it, you can make an argument he's the greatest. I mean, it's hard to argue against Tom Brady, but like Brees had a phenomenal career. 
Um, I got my team. I'm going to lock in the Rams, actually. Yeah, I think that, de- I think that defense is problematic. Um, and, and you – you know, Stafford comes in. Stafford's had good receivers. I mean, he obviously you had the greatest receiver ever in Calvin Johnson, and then he has Galladay and Marvin Jones and TJ Hawkinson. But, like, he comes into it with Tyler Higby, um, a pretty good tight end, underrated in my opinion. And then you've got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Josh Reynolds and, and then a good running back in Cam Akers. He really popped at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they. I, I think that's fair, I guess. my My only thought with the Rams is that I, I think they win that division because I think they're just the better overall team. Like C- we, we know that Seattle has an incredible offense and they have the best quarterback in that division. I mean, Russell Wilson is, you know, a future hall of famer, but at the same time you saw Wilson had what 30 touchdowns in the first like nine weeks. And then he was on pace for like 65 touchdowns. Hell, he was and good. then all of a sudden it was, we knew their defense was bad. But their defense actually got better. And then their offense just stopped being good. I mean, everyone was like, okay, well, DK Metcalf is a problem. We're not going to let – because Russell Wilson has arguably the best deep ball in football. And it's like, we're not going to let you have that. And then we're just going to fucking hit the shit out of him. We're going we're gonna to smack Wilson every play. His offensive line sucks. And I do think mm-hmm. – Colin Coward said this. Pete Carroll has too much control. They, they – mm-hmm have not done a good job of protecting Wilson. He's one of the most sacked quarterbacks every single year. And that, that really fucks up your, your rhythm. I mean, if, imagine getting hit 11 times a game. Um, yeah. Some, yeah, that's not good. Um, I want to throw in two. The reason I didn't pick Seahawks is because I keep seeing, I thought these rumors were dead about Russell Wilson possibly being traded. But again, they're popping up today that teams were asking about Russell. I just who knows? It might be like a smoke, like all these Eagles. But I think there must be something going well, on there. Um, but the Seahawks responded with the starting price would have to be three first round. Well, picks. and you you see the Packers come out very clearly, even though they know Rodgers wasn't happy about the last like five drafts, especially taking Love. Um, <laughs> you know that they're not uh, like. He's, he wants a receiver. He wasn't happy they didn't go get a receiver in the trade before the trade deadline. But, like, they said, you know, teams obviously called for to see if they could get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're not, you can't tell me that 28 other teams wouldn't take him in a heartbeat and sell out their whole future for him. Um, and the Packers, you know, Mark Murphy came out and said, he's not leaving. We're not stupid. He's, he's the greatest quarterback talent wise that's ever played, and we're not getting rid of him. And, um, I think for a team to entertain the idea of like without Russell Wilson, the Seahawks might as well close up shop. He's he he's the only reason they're relevant. I know they have some good guys like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but Russell Wilson game in and game out puts them in a position to win the game. Even if they lose, it's like you know that Russell Wilson is gonna get you downfield and he doesn't like he threw a lot of picks toward the second like what was it the last like six games he threw like nine or ten picks mm-hmm. but like Russell Wilson is extremely smart with the ball and he's kind of like a magician you know he'll he'll run around and you're like oh this play's dead and he'll find Lockett in a fucking corner of the end zone um but he he's a great player no I yeah and I I mean I hate Seattle but I hate I hate the Seahawks but like you just 
you can't deny that Russell Wilson is amazing. Oh. Yeah, and the only other thing from Seahawk news is their linebacker, Wright, did come out and say that he will not take a home uh, team discount. He plays too hard and played too much. He deserves all and the I, money. So I just they, – they just have so many problems that they traded away from the first for Jamal Adams will be a free first. agent. So they just have a well, – you're right. They just have a lot of money to The thing is, around. Jamal Adams is a phenomenal player, but put it this way. Who would you – I I would rather right now have Harrison Smith and Jamal Adams. I think Harrison Smith is better. I don't think he's more athletic right now. But, like, my question is, I don't think it was worth it to spend two first-round picks. You're also going to have to make it a priority to sign him because if – imagine you don't sign Jamal Adams. Obviously, he'll play this year on his fifth-year option. But, like, imagine you don't sign Jamal Adams and then you just lost two first-round picks. You you have to, you have to sign him, and the problem the problem is Jamal to. Adams is a top tier safety who you don't want to get hit by. He he mm-hmm. he's the best linebacker in the game, I right? Know. And and, he, he and the thing him. is, you know, Jamal Adams if he goes to you know San Francisco because they need some secondary help. Like if Jamal Adams were to go to San Francisco, all of a sudden you're not scoring against that defense. But with Seattle, you. <laughs> You obviously have one of the greatest in Bobby Wagner. You're going to lose KJ Wright. You don't. You don't have any any cornerbacks, and that Carlos Dunlap trade. Yeah, it. Your team got better when you traded for him, but now you've traded for. You traded for Carlos Dunlap, and I don't remember what they gave up, but it wasn't much. But so you already made a trade there and lost a pick, and then on top of that, you traded two first for. Adams, so now you're in a position where you've got the cap, which this year, thankfully, it doesn't affect them, but they're going to have to pay Tyler Lockett. They're going to have to pay DK Metcalf. You've already got Wilson on a big deal, but the problem is Wilson is going to, when he comes off his deal, he'll still be one of the best quarterbacks. And so if you're Seattle, I know it's crazy to think about them trading Wilson, but like if you're Seattle, do you? possibly just say, you know what? We're not good enough. We we were exposed in the second half of the season. Do we just sell out Wilson for the next three, four years of draft picks? Because if Matt Stafford went for mm-hmm. two first and, and, and Jared Goff to me is worth a first round pick, just like he's a starting quarterback and he's not bad, right? I don't think he's amazing. He's not mm-hmm. bad. So essentially three first round picks for, for a 32 year old, 33 year old with an injury history who had never won a playoff game. That's not blaming Stafford, but like Russell Wilson, if Deshaun Watson could possibly go for four first round picks and a starting defensive player, Russell Wilson's going to go for more. He's better than Deshaun Watson. More. Watson is phenomenal and he's younger, but Russell Wilson has been unbelievably consistent, like shockingly consistent. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. You have a lot of still good years. Right. He's, he's what, 31, 32? And it's like, he's the, the other thing I was going to say with, with the NFC, I've got, I've got the Packers and the Buccaneers. You've got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. You, you, can't, <laughs> you can't take them out because they have those quarterbacks and the Packers have only been getting better. They clearly just weren't good enough, but they were darn close this year. And it's like, I think that Seattle or, or the Rams anyway are in a position where they could end up having a negative record within their own division. And that, that could potentially 
I, I still think they're the third best team in the NFC, but like they could end up going on the road and facing Tampa Bay in the wild card. You know, like it, it, I just don't know that Stafford makes them that much better. I think their team as a whole is great and Stafford is definitely better than Goff. But what I question is you kind of just sold out your future for like a two year window. And I get it because Aaron Donald is only getting older. Jalen Ramsey's only going to be getting older. Obviously, they're still going to be top tier players for the next two to three years. But like, what if Stafford hurts his back again? Because it, it, mm-hmm. it's a back injury is one of the worst injuries you can have just in general, but especially in the NFL, um, because you can't really play I mean, through a back injury. There was a stretch there I always always remember. Like every season, it kind of seemed like, oh, Matthew Stafford, how many games are you right. going to get this year? And, like it was just and if he plays all sixteen, but he yeah, if he plays it. all sixteen games, I mean, you, they're just a better team. But again, he's got to learn a whole new offense, and you're kind of you're almost going to be in this weird like rut of a year where where people are learning, and I they'll still be a great mm-hmm. team, but like I don't know that they win more than eleven games, and I, I just do you think that's how their offense? I think I don't know. I just think the Rams. Oh, yeah, you're right, though. It's it, You still have to learn a whole new offense. Even Rodgers said, like, Rodgers learning a new offense. It took him a while. They had a good record, but he's – Well, players with new head coaches, it typically takes them a while to get in a rhythm. It took Tom Brady a while. No, no, Brady has everything at his fingertips with, with, with talent. But no matter how much talent Brady has, we've seen him win championships with no talent. And I'm not saying Edelman was, was mm-hmm. nobody, but, like, Tom Brady in the second half of the season was they were a different team and and it was because he he figured out Bruce Arians offense but it's like you're talking about a guy who's been in the league for you know almost two and a half decades and it's like you know you're you don't you can't expect your team to pick up on it like Rodgers and Brady did because those are two of the greatest ever you know Manning Peyton Manning went to a new offense and throws for 55 touchdowns like Mm-hmm. Those are those are the rarities, but I also think in that division, if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy along with Bosa and Kittle, they have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, and a, they have a lot of good linebackers. Like, I don't think it's unrealistic to think that San Francisco wins that division at like ten and six. Um, do you um? So real quick. So did you, we have the same top three or yeah. is your third spot? I still different? have the Rams because I think you got Aaron Donald who I do think TJ Watt I do think TJ Watt should have been the defensive player of the year, but that's just because part of it is Aaron Donald's he got the MVP before, but like that's not fair. Like LeBron James, right, he should have won more MVPs, but he didn't because he he's already won a lot. Mm-hmm. And like same with Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan should have won more MVPs, but um, or or Kobe Bryant, but like I think TJ Watt, if he's not on the the Steelers, they lose their pass rush. Last year they 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 didn't have Devin Bush, right? Their their stud linebacker that they drafted a couple years ago. Oh, uh, I forgot Bud about Dupree, that. Who they franchise paid? He was hurt. They were lo- they lost a couple defensive linemen to injuries here and there. Um, their secondary was okay. Obviously, Minka Fitzpatrick was a great trade. Um, Mm-hmm. And their offense was unable to run the ball. And so they relied on their defense to dominate what? teams. I mean, they they almost fucking lost to Ben DiNucci and the Cowboys. 
but <laughs> their defense was just too good. Um, and I think like, but, but as far as the Rams, you've got one of the greatest players to ever play football in Aaron Donald still in his prime. You have a top tier cornerback in Jalen Ramsey. So you have those two levels covered and they have a couple other good de- uh, defensive backs. Um, and then on top of that, like Cam Akers started to look really fucking good in the second half of the season. And, and, and against Green Bay, he looked good against Seattle. He looked good. Um, you know, I know the Seattle Los Angeles Rams game was, was kind of a poopy game, but mm-hmm. Stephen Wofford took a cheap shot from Jamal Adams and, and, and hurt his neck. And he was out in golf, who was just a couple days removed from having surgery on his fucking throwing hand has to come back in. And it's like, that's what I don't get is like, was it all, was it, can you give that win to solely Jared Goff? Absolutely not. But how many quarterbacks can just come in, in the midway through the fort, uh, the first quarter with a injured throwing hand, just win the game. Like, I think people were, that's yeah. yeah and, and, thumb, right? and so it's like, I, I just feel like they were way too quick to move off from, from golf in my opinion, but like, it is what it is, but um, I guess moving on now to the AFC, who do you have? Oh, geez. I think the AFC is a lot. I mean, obviously the Chiefs. I'll just put them up there. But um, could we do by yeah. division for the AFC? I guess, yeah. Nice. So out of the East, I will well, do yeah. the Bills. No, I'm not worried about that at all. I can move along. West, Chiefs are still going to be a powerhouse. I mean, the Chargers will be – Formable as what? The Chargers, the Chargers, I think the Chargers will be like seven and nine, but they're going to be one of those teams that when you look at their offensive statistics, right, you're going to be like, wow, they, yeah, and then you're going to look at it, you're going to like, well, their their red zone efficiency or their third down conversions or their penalty, like there's going to be those little, little things that you can fix. There'll be some glaring red flag. I see. The only I just want to talk about this West for a little bit. So you know I'm a huge Raider fan. Well, I'm a Derek Carr believer. You have that Henry Ruggs, who's fast as fuck. He that offense. I just feel it should just be able to click, and they're just gonna turn a new leaf. I love their defense. I, I don't. Know. I think the Raiders are gonna. What they go yeah. this year? They went eight and eight. But they, they almost beat, beat the them Chiefs. twice, they and then the they, they they lost a lot of close games. <laughs> yeah. But you could also argue they won close. I mean, they just—that's what you got to give with the old school um, coaches too. Like especially uh, against your division, like you play them enough, mm. they're going to keep. They're going to win. So I, I think they'll get better at Chargers. But yeah, Chiefs obviously. The Broncos news I was hearing today—they um, obviously not super realistic because it's the same division, but saying to trade for. Mariota, so they can have some competition with Drew Locke. Because I'm not sure what the heck they're going to do. I really like Drew Locke, and I, I really felt good about him coming into the year. But it wasn't like, you know, Herbert lost a couple of games because he had a couple bad throws, and that's not necessarily why they lost. But, like, there was a, a game against the Chiefs where he didn't need to throw the pass. He could have run for the first down, but instead he just hoisted to the end zone and got picked off. And it's like, that's that's one where you're a rookie, and you're going to learn that you don't do that. Um, but, like, Drew Locke just simply missed way too many throws. He just, I mean, he was throwing picks at a historical rate. And 
I think he had what, like seven games or six games straight with a pick. And it's like some of the throws just, they were horrible. And I don't know who said it, Colin Coward or Nick Wright or, or, or Stephen A. Someone had said like, he's very casual. I think it was Colin Coward. He's like, Drew Locke is just kind hmm. of the Jay Cutler, right? He's just, he's very relaxed and casual and there's no sense of urgency. There's no like panic. Like, oh, I just threw two picks. My, my QBR is a, a, a 10 and there's no panic. It's like, well, whatever. I'm getting paid. I know exactly the look you're talking mm-hmm. about for that Jay Cutler. Um, I'm going to need some help out of the AFC North. Uh, that's kind of the division I'm looking at. I, I'm leaning Browns. I think the Steelers are going to fall. Ravens, I mean, that's tough. Yeah, Bengals, the, Bengals are, the, the Bengals are so bad, though. Overall, I think it's, it's going to take them a couple of years. Um, so you Bengals and Steelers. Yeah, Steelers, like Steelers have team. way too much talent yeah. to be a bad team. And, and offensively, too. Yeah. Like they'll Say they lose Juju. Right, okay, right. but you still got Deontay Johnson. you still got Chase Claypool. Um, your offensive line isn't the worst. Um, they got that's got to be right. And, and I think draft, that there's bro. just a lot. Like, if they have Big Ben, there's no reason they can't make the playoffs. Obviously, they, they have to work on that run game. But, like, I just think you got a great head coach, obviously, in Tomlin, but also in John Harborough and in, in, uh, in Baltimore. And then, obviously, Lamar is an absolute freak of nature. He, he missed a couple of games. COVID really, you know, COVID mm-hmm. really fucked up a lot of teams. But um, I just think that this is the year that Baker Mayfield shows people because last year he got in the fucking playoffs and they almost beat the Chiefs. I know Mahomes got hurt, but like this is the year, in my opinion, that Baker Mayfield shows people that he is the future of that division. He's dude, he's, I he's, want that he's to fucking happen. good, I, I man. He, he's a good quarterback. I, it's just I keep thinking that every year and this year they actually did. But he's like, so okay, good, but. last year. <sighs> Of course they were bad. There was a lot of drama there. They had a ho- Freddie Kitchens was a horrible coach for that situation, and and Miles oh, Garrett. That's you, right. know, you got you got young players, and like I'm not saying to like excuse his actions for bashing Rudolph's fucking head in with a helmet, but like you have a lot of a lot of issues going on, and people don't realize like it, there's more to it than just he let his emotions go because every player does that. Think about this: a random person out on the street punched Miles Garrett in the face, right? That was before the season, and he mm-hmm. didn't beat the shit out of that guy. So if you want to talk about self-control, maybe he lost his cool on the field, but I think there's more problems in the locker room than that. But, like, you can't tell me he's mm-hmm. a temperamental guy when he a random nobody punched a six foot five, 280-pound defensive lineman in the face, and he's just like, okay, I'm not going to hurt you because <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble no matter if it's your fault or not. Um, so I, I, like, I think Miles Garrett's a really good person. I mean, he was nominated, you know, the team nominated him for the Walter Payton man of the year. Um, he does yep. a lot of great things outside of football. And I think that like, I, he, he's obviously a stud. They've got a lot of other good players. I think that, um, they got to move Odell Beckham, but I just, they're going to have to accept the fact that they're not going to get shit for him. It's like, Odell is a game changer for any team. He's that good. You can you can show me the statistic, statistics of how Baker was better without him. I don't care. Odell is still a phenomenal player, but when you have a young quarterback who's getting pressured a lot, he's going to try to force throws to his best player. And sometimes, you know, you, you saw 
Green Bay versus Tampa Bay early in the year. Rodgers was forcing the ball to Devontae Adams because he was getting pressured every play, and that's how they picked the ball off. And and it's like sometimes you just you got to go to other guys. Um, mm. Yeah. So Browns, got number Bills, one. Browns, Chiefs, and then out of the AFC I like South, that. I just – I have to pick the Colts. I, I don't know that Carson – I don't know that Carson yes. Wentz has a phenomenal year, but as much as I have, you know, you know me, I've never been a Carson Wentz guy. But the way when, when an organ when an organization treats players poorly, right, it makes me want them to do well just so they can say fuck you to their whole team. And I want I want yeah, Jim so to sure. do well. Don't get me wrong, but it's not his fault he was drafted in the second round, and it's not his fault they chose to start him. He he brought a different energy to the hmm. team, and they immediately went and beat the Saints. His first start, right? And so, like when they, when when mm-hmm. Wentz got benched during that Packer game, he was looking really bad. And Jalen Hurts came in and immediately brought them some energy. He drove them down the field. He had two touchdowns. Like they still lost, but like on the road, it was there was something there. But like right. everyone, you could and, feel it. The and so, like, the momentum, I, like, oh, if you're once, you probably have animosity toward Jalen Hurts. But at the end of the day, it's like Jalen Hurts is doing what you're, you you want to do. He's just trying to make it. And you think it's a, on to Hurts, or would it be more on the front? Uh, I think Peterson coach, like really just was done with Wentz because there was clearly drama there with with you know people saying, well, he's uncoachable, and it's like, well, he would have won the MVP before he got hurt. He had like 36 touchdowns before he tore his ACL. So it's like, I don't know that he's uncoachable. I mean, he was an FCS college football player that got drafted number two overall. That's fucking insane. So the idea that he's uncoachable seems like a, a grasp for Doug Peterson to try to save face so he can get a job somewhere else. But like, I think if anything, their general management, did a really bad job of, cause that's your job. Like if you've imagine you're the regional manager, right. And you've got a store manager and an assistant manager that can't get along. Right. You've got to step in, you've got to step in and, and, oh, and, and make something happen. And it's gotta be a, Hey, look, here's the deal. We've got to figure this out or we're going to move on. And, and all they did was they just, they avoided addressing it until it got so bad, and, and I, I can't remember who said it, but they were basically like, everyone's like kind of bitching about Carson Wentz being uncoachable or whatever, but maybe Carson Wentz is just the guy that exposed the Eagles' front office. Like, maybe he was, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah, and I think... I'm so I'm excited to see When you've got happens. Malik Hooker and Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner, and then you've got that offensive line and Jonathan Taylor and... Michael Pittman Jr. and possibly T.Y. Hilton next year. Carson Wentz has everything that he's never had. The best right. guard in the game. And I would Quentin say Nelson. that Elton Jenkins deserves to be in that conversation, but um, there's no que- question Quentin Nelson is is probably already earning himself a golden jacket. But, like, I mean, he's just, he's just good, and they've, they've got a lot of other good offensive linemen. But, like, you've got a coach now that believes in Carson Wentz. He wanted Wentz there. That's the thing is he said, you know, they came out and said, we want mm-hmm. this guy to be on our team. And if you don't want to trade him, that's fine. We'll move on. But like, we want him here. We don't care about the injuries. Um, we don't care about the drama because we believe that he's a 
guy who can lead us to the championship. And I think that's going to resonate with the team. And I think more than anything, Carson Wentz goes into an organization where, hey, I've got talent around me and I've got a head coach that believes that I can win. Um, I think ten. I, I don't think you can throw Tennessee out of the door yet, but I, I just think what we saw toward the end of the season against Green Bay and what we saw against the Ravens was Derrick Henry getting bottled up. And by bottled up, I mean he still had 98 rushing yards against the Packers. If that's your off game, I'll take that. But, like, Ryan Tannehill <laughs> is, not, is not able to carry that team. Um, he's obviously – if you're going to run for 160 yards in the first half with Derrick Henry – Tannehill's going to make throws, um, but I, I'd have to say Colts. I don't think they're good enough to beat the Chiefs. I, I, I think the roster is, but again, the Chiefs have Mahomes. That's all that matters. Colts versus Browns, then. This will help us um, determine their top three. I think I the Colts then. have the better team, but I, I just think I think Baker Mayfield's good, and I think that he's got all, David Njoku. Um, I don't know what his contract's like, but Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb, potentially Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, possibly Odell Beckham. They got that Rashad Higgins guy who was pretty good. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, like, mm-hmm. there was that game where they had, like, nobody, no starting receivers, right? And Baker Mayfield actually, like, as weird as it sounds, that was, like, one of the best performances I've ever seen. I don't think he looked – like, he didn't put up any flashy stats. But I thought, you know, with, with, with absolutely nobody – I, yeah. He was out there competing. I think we have said it too. I think that was his problem early on in his career, and just the Browns' problem in general was they felt they just had to force the mm-hmm. ball to OBJ all the time. And that yeah, was, so I, I would probably awful. go with the Browns because I think, again, I think I think Kevin Stefanski and and Baker are only going to get better together. Um, and if Cleveland goes out there and drafts another offensive lineman and maybe a, a linebacker, I think they're just a very well-polished team. Um, but moving on from that, I was going to say, who? I'm just curious, who's the best defensive player in the NFL? I just, I, I've been thinking about this all day, and I just don't know um, who it, it is. I... Just nah, overall, just the, or who is the most position? dominant player on defense? That's Aaron Donald. I mean, he just gets so much hype in the media. So I mean, but that's why I'm a little biased. But I feel like when you watch him play too, he has and to it be still do- doesn't uh, work. Double team in that play in that um, playoff game against Seattle. Yeah, he's a, he was free. He was fucking doubled every play, and it didn't matter. You know, against Green Bay, Elton Jenkins fucking abused him. Let's not forget Aaron Donald had broken ribs. You know, and you, I mean, that's. The, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Alan Jenkins is good. The Packers offensive line is good. Even, even without Bakhtiari, they're a good offensive line. But like. It, the week before broken ribs and he's right. still and, playing. And that I says could, a lot oh when, when they're like, this guy is broken ribs, but he's that good that even Aaron Donald at 50% is, I, I would have to say it's Aaron Donald. I think. I think Jair Alexander, I know it's hard to put a cornerback in that as like the best overall, but like if you look at his mm-hmm. the receivers that he had to face and you look at the catches allowed, it's it's shocking. I mean, we're talking about Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Allen Robinson and Marvin Jones and Mike Evans. Um, like he he shut everybody down. Obviously they went after Kevin King on the other side and it was a free for all, but like 
I think uh, Eric Kendricks on the Vikings is also one of those guys that he did. He's phenomenal. And, and he can play every, every spot on the field. He can cover, he can rush, he can tackle. Um, I think he's the most underrated defensive player in the NFL. Um, now he's now Eric Kendricks his position? Do they have him at left end? But he's he's just he's They're, okay, consistently okay. great. I think you also got a. I mean, Bobby Wagner, still unbelievable. Devin White, Devin Bobby, White, he, he might Warner. be, Devin he White might be and if Nick Bosa didn't get hurt this year, I would probably say Nick Bosa because I think Nick Bosa. We'll see how he bounces back from injury, but I think Nick Bosa might actually be the most dominant player in the league right now. Who did Rodgers say? Fred Warner's really fucking good. Fred yeah. Warner from the 49ers? Um, but uh, I miss Devin, you. I have a middle linebacker. Devin That's White what I want. So might actually be the best defensive player in the league. Um, but anyways, uh, this this is where I wanted to get into that hot or not here. So, mm. first one, Titans winning the division. Hot or not? Why? Not. Uh, kind of already talked about that because they got the Colts winning the division. I just like Carson Wentz being in that uh, spot. Yeah, um, um, I think that's pretty yeah. easy. I think that uh, you know the Colts getting Wentz. I don't think they're any worse than they were with Philip Rivers. Um, how about San Fran making the playoffs? San Fran making the playoffs? Not, not for the next couple of years. Uh, depending on what they do for quarterback but there's no way they're winning that division um the cardinals yeah, rams and cx they're all better san francisco's than san got Fran. arguably the best roster maybe the rams do but if if they have nick bosa back and you've got fred warner and drake greenlaw and you know kittle Ayuk, samuel Mostert, like they've got everything but i think i think san francisco is realizing that jimmy garoppolo is not it Correct. That's that's the main reason I'm not picking them. I don't like their quarterback. I think they I think they win more they games than Arizona this major. year. I just think that like Arizona, I think I think this year we will see three teams from the NFC West make the playoffs. Um, because I think you have the Rams winning, you know, going eleven and five, and I think you could have Seattle and Arizona both at like nine and seven or ten and six and sneaking in. Like the Bears made it at eight and eight. You know, I think I think that. Um, I think San Francisco, mm-hmm. though, realistically could go 9-7 and seven because their their team is so dominant overall. And they look kind of good with Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. Um, I guess my last hot or not would be Tua. No, Sorry, are you putting them I in think, the playoffs? I think, is that what I think I'm it's, hearing it, from you? It's going to be really okay, close. Okay. But I think San Francisco could go 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9 and nine and just lose a couple games simply because Garoppolo's not good enough. Um but moving moving on to the last one here, uh, Tua. Mm-hmm. I am hot on Tua. I know there's like rumors going around. Oh, maybe the Dolphins should already look for another quarterback. I just think that's absolutely ridiculous. I, I think there's a weird standard now. Just they're drafting the first round. You have to be able to play and be an all star right off the bat. The, the plan was for him to sit for a while, and then it was just kind of out of the blue. They just like told Fitzpatrick that we're just go, oh, we're just going to start him. Um, 
I think you got to get yeah. I think your I think the results of this expectation, like you said, like this kid's gonna be fucking good, and he's gonna lead. And and they, the thing is, they won a couple games, but I think they would have won those games with Fitzpatrick, and I think they would have won it by an even higher margin. I just think like it was probably mm-hmm. if you look at a hindsight, look it looked kind of crazy at the time, but like Tua got in, he got some experience, and he also made some mistakes, and so now you're in a situation where he was able to get some experience without getting demolished and you're only going to get better. You have the third overall pick, even though you went 10 and six. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The Texans did get a star left tackle out of it. And I think that like, yeah. So it's like, Oh, that was, it's easy to say that that was a bad trade, but they went out and they got a, stud left tackle who is young to protect Watson. Like they went out and said, we, we need to protect this kid. And right. But like, well, they don't want trade to him. trade him. I mean, they're, the thing is they're <laughs> going to trade him because if you, if you let him just sit out the whole season, cause he will, at this point, it's gotten ugly enough where he's not fucking playing. Um, maybe you don't have to pay them, but they don't care about that. The owners are billionaires. They, you're sitting on a gold mine without using it. You know, it's like having all this money that you just bury in the backyard and you never fucking touch it. It's like, well, while money, I mean, the value of the dollar is only decreasing, but it's as as everything around us inflates, but like there's going to be more and more quarterbacks coming out of the draft and you're going to run into a position where teams are going to say, well, you know what? You're asking for too much. We'll just wait another year. You'll you'll lose out on it. You're not going to get draft picks. Mm-hmm. You're going to have an unhappy player. You're not going to get any free agents. You're not going. That's all, that's my question. That's what I was going to ask you. If you're a free agent, why would you ever sign and, with the Texans right now? I would. Right. You don't. And, no one would. So you're going to miss out on everybody. Bad teams. We've seen it time and time again. But at the same at the same time, it just it doesn't make Ooh. sense why you would hold on to him. He doesn't want to be there. Trade him. I'm excited for tomorrow. Tomorrow opens up. Um, Ooh, teams can franchise. Yeah, we'll see what happens. With Dak starting man, tomorrow. Dak wants a, a long-term deal. I think he's pretty ready to get a contract done. But yeah, I just feel like Jerry Jones might do something stupid. <laughs> Jamal Williams came out today and was like, yeah, I, I would. I, would like I to hope he does. If career. they don't, if they don't sign Jones, I think they uh. can sign Williams. Um, I don't think they will sign Jones. I think he's gone. I think if we see any kind of like, oh, Aaron Rodgers restructures his contract, that means we're signing a big player. If we don't right. see him do and, that, we're and I think not. that, like I said, I hope the Packers draft Rondale more. But if they if if people restructure their contract, the problem is obviously the cap will jump next year, and they'll they'll be able to pay players, but. Huge. You're gonna have to dish out a fortune to Jair Alexander, and and you do that without blinking. And that's that's a given. Um, I also think, yeah, yep. you know, they're gonna have to pay Devontae. It's without a question. If you're as long as Rodgers is the quarterback after next year, when's when's his contract up? And you know, David Bar- Bakhtiari. Oh, I, I think okay. Bakhtiari will do whatever he can to stay there. Um, you know, he's the best left tackle in football. Um, they're they're not going to re-sign Corey Lindsley. Um, mm. They'll go and draft. Packers do a better job than anybody at drafting offensive linemen late in the draft. 
I mean, think about it. Bakhtiari Correct. is the best left tackle we've ever had, and he's a Hall of Fame left tackle, and he was a fourth-round pick out of Colorado. 